Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. Okay, back here on the Investor Coaching Show, Paul Winkler. Yeah, this thing in the Wall Street Journal was... uh, this is so typical. Stock market rally costs the bears $120 billion. Now, these are financial professionals, by the way, that I am talking about. Financial professionals cost they, they, $120 billion. They were ramping up bets against stocks. And I think that is the key word in this. Bets. Gambling. So what happened is short sellers, they borrow shares of of a stock and they sell them and they hope that they can buy them back at a lower price and they can make money on the difference. Now, by the way, I like using mutual fund companies that take that revenue that you make off of people doing this kind of stuff and paying it back to the end investor. I think that's fun. You know, if they're going to go do that kind of junk, let's just take advantage of it. The rally has been punishing, says the journal. Short sellers have incurred roughly $120 billion in mark-to-market losses this year. So that's basically what they do is they look at, based on where those positions are sitting right now, what if they have to cover this thing, cover this short, how much money have they lost? <laughs> it's a ton. $72 billion in the first half of June. Bearish bets, in which... Most were made by hedge funds, in English, people managing very large accounts, very big investment advisors, managing money for usually multimillionaires, because you have to have a certain net worth and a certain level of income to even get into a hedge fund. So that's what's happening here, is they're money, managing money for these wealthy people, investment advisors, and what happened is, uh, oops, uh, they made bets that went the wrong way. Lack of breadth, stretched valuations, and potential for further interest rate increases from the Federal Reserve. They're, they have all these cheap, these concerns. And what happens is they're hoping and they're praying that the stocks will revert to the mean. Well, that's a term that academics are kind of like, we don't, you know, especially the people in market efficiency don't like to use. The idea that stock goes up and then it's going to come back down below, it's going to, and because that determines or demands predictability. It demands that you are able to predict when things are going to go up and when they're going to go down. Well, there's a problem with that. It's dependent upon a prediction about the future, which hence the reason they use the word bet in the article. I don't want to use bet when it comes to my investments. And most people don't recognize that there are fund companies and investment people betting with their portfolio. Betting is not a good idea when it comes to investing. Gambling is not a good idea, period. I mean, make, yeah. Uh, you know, some people, it, it, it's like, you're, you may go do that for the fun of it. I don't even think that's fun. <laughs> Not me. One percenters, where are they, where are they shopping now? Well, well, maybe this is related to the previous article. They're shopping at the dollar store. Maybe because they lost billions 
in the stock market rally, betting against it. They're talking about this Mercedes at the dollar store parking lot isn't just an illusion. High earners join the rest of the country in flooding discount retailers such as Dollar General, Aldi Grocery Store, and Five Below as prices for food and staples rose. Now with inflation half its peak, they aren't letting up. So they're, you know, they're looking at this and go, what's going on? They're, they're showing up at these dollar stores because they're looking around at eggs selling for whatever they are for per carton. They're going, oh, $8 a carton for eggs is what they have in the article. And they're saying, this is ridiculous. We don't want to get ripped off. We don't want to look like an idiot going and buying stuff for a super, super high price. So we're going to the dollar stores and buying things at lower prices. And you know, it's, it's just, to me, when you, when you think about what's going on here, there has always been this stigma of going and getting something at a discount. And it reminds me of The Millionaire Next Door. You know, The Millionaire Next Door was this book written about wealthy people in America. And they had this thing where they were interviewing this one guy, and you've heard me talk about this before, but he was a rancher and he's grubby clothes. They're going to interview. They're trying to find the wealthy guy that they want to interview. And they find this guy and he says, hey, you're probably looking for me. And he says, I don't look the part. I don't look like the millionaire. It's usually big hat, no cattle. And they talk about how often people live in these super nice houses. They drive these super nice cars, but they have literally they're living in uh, in a house with with no furniture in it because they can't afford the furniture because they're looking they're too busy looking the part. And what happens quite often if you look at wealthy people is they tend to be a bit frugal. Reality, they and and and, and you don't you don't want to become a slave to that too because you can become a slave to that. But just the idea that they're looking around and making sure that they're not getting taken advantage of. And, you know, the journal's looking at it and go, whoa, wait a minute, what's going on here? Well, maybe they're just exercising some sense here is the way I look at it. And maybe they're just making sure that they don't look the part of the fool by going and paying way too much for stuff. I think that's probably a healthy thing. And you know, recognize that quite often what we do is we try to impress, impress people buying things with money that we don't have, and we look all the less impressive when we're working until we're 80 years old because we can't afford to retire. Now, so recognize that quite often there are great ways to just be a little bit more cautious and not spending money that we don't necessarily have to spend. And I think it's just interesting that the wealthy are, are doing that. All right, I'm going to take a quick break and be right back. After this, there is a couple, a couple other things that I wanted to uh, bring up here on the show. There was uh, an article about Social Security and changes, what might likely be coming later on in the year regarding that. And then AI, there was another thing about AI and investors and how it might help them or not help them when it comes to stock market investing. And yet there was that one article we talked about, I think it was last week, where half of people were actually using AI in the one study to help them invest. And after this article, they may go, maybe that's not such a good idea. 
Hey guys, if you want specific advice for your unique situation, schedule a free 15-minute phone chat with one of our trusted advisors by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. We don't sell any products and our advisors don't make any commissions, so this isn't a sales call. We have a coaching process that helps you understand investing and relax about money. Don't put blind trust in anyone with your financial assets. We want to partner with you in the process so you know what you're doing and why. We manage assets on a fee-only basis, which means that when you do well, we do well, which aligns our interests with yours from the start. We also bring you into the financial planning process that gives you a clear plan so you can find the freedom to pursue your purpose. All our advisors are degreed planners too, with years of experience. So schedule a free 15-minute phone call with an advisor by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. So there was a piece in MarketWatch, will AI help investors beat the stock market? Don't count on it. And it says, you know, some people may be getting excited about the idea of what it means for the stock market and investing, but you can count me out, the writer says. This is Brent Ahrens. Uh, does a lot of work for MarketWatch writing on, on finance. Uh, this exciting new artificial intelligence technology may spark a juicy profitable bubble that we can trade for quick buck. Thank you, NVIDIA. And he's just talking about, you know, the stock that went up significantly that was big in AI. And as I've often talked about, you know, the companies that are the leaders in coming up with technology aren't necessarily the greatest investments long run. And it's typically the user of technology that benefits. But he says, you know, this doesn't stop people from trying. And he says, Exhibit A for prosecution here is AI equity-powered ETF, exchange-traded fund that has been he heroically trying to use AI to beat the market for nearly six years. It was launched in 2017. ETF Managers Group of Summit, New Jersey, manages $115 million in investments. They're managing a bunch of money. And def definitively, the most established such AI fund in the market, according to Morningstar, blah, blah, blah. Uh, uses an artificial intelligence platform to analyze 5,000 securities. I mean, this sounds great. They're going to analyze this stuff. Uh, they're relentlessly looking for winning angles. And each day, the firm ranks the company based on profitability. Hey, look at that. They're looking at these companies and ranking them daily now. They're really working on this stuff. And who's going to benefit from economic trends and, and economic conditions, world events, and they identified 30 to 200 companies with the greatest potential. Whew, wow. The fund may invest. Uh, you know, it's like having all these, it's, it's like having all these researchers at your fingertips. Since its launch, it has underperformed what the market did on its own. Underperformed. With all of that work, you would think that this would just like be killing the market, doing phenomenal. And yet, this is what I was taught when I worked for a regular investment firm. This is what you do. You go and analyze this stuff. You can actually help the investor get higher returns and going through all of this. But what you're doing is you're predicting the future. And this is what I said last week is you hire these firms and you go in and hire the firm to do this all this research. But you're making the assumption that they know more than everybody else out there. Perish the thought. Now they talk about it in here. Monkeys throwing darts at, at stock names on the wall. I've been teaching that for over 20, 
24 years in my office. Matter of fact, we used to throw darts. No joke. Used to do this. I still have the dartboard up in my office. And what I would do is we would have like sandwiches. I'd bring in sandwiches and I would have people come in, sit down for the workshop. And the first thing I would have them do is I would have a newspaper on the dartboard. And the newspaper would be on the stock section in the paper that, that week. And what I would do is have them throw darts at the tables. And then what I would do is I'd pull out the darts, I'd look at where the darts hit, and I would have an assistant go into another room while I was teaching the workshop. And I told them they had to throw darts to earn their sandwich. <laughs> that was the deal. <laughs> you don't get your sandwich unless you throw a dart. And what happened was that over and over again, and I cannot think of it a single instance in the years that I did this, where the darts didn't beat the professionals. AI is just that. It's just a different professional. Darts win all the time. And, and by the way, the, the social security, quickly, now estimated that the coal will be below 3% because the inflation rate coming down. Mixed blessing for retirees. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. If you want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there, and if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors, and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one. Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The opinions voiced and information provided in this material are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what investments are appropriate for you, please consult with a financial advisor. Paul Winkler, Inc. does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation.